You know, there's, uh, seems to me the Holy Spirit nowadays in the view, this last the week before going into this week, Holy Spirit is, is, is reminding us that the writing is on the wall. The writing is on the wall for the forces of darkness. That God is doing something on the face of the earth which is going to proclaim into the heavenlies that there will be absolutely a plundering of the kingdom of darkness. The writing is on the wall for you and me in the sense that the word of God is the plumb line of truth for us. And you and I have to choose whether we are going to have the word of God as the plumb line in our lives or whether the word of God is only going to be a crutch for us. I'm going to put something on the group as, as I was going through the, newspaper, uh, through the newspapers. There's this article, on, on, I saw it on Fox News today. You all remember there was this outspoken Canadian pastor in Canada who was imprisoned because he defied all the, the lockdown and, and, he, and he called the Canadian police, the Gestapo and stuff. So he's being arrested time and time again. And there was this article today of how he's being, he's out on bail now, again, but how's he, how he's being ill-treated by the police. But the amazing thing is, it's absolutely an incredible testimony. How, while, he was, while he's in prison, the, 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 the police and the prison authorities setting up or inciting the fellow prisoners to, to do him harm. They put the whole lockdown, the whole prison in lockdown, and they tell, they tell the prisoners, this guy is actually the reason why you're on lockdown. You know the amazing thing is, he said that even though some of the inmates was gunning for him, many of the inmates have come to him for prayer, and he's been ministering in this prison. So, there are some of the prison guards are, and the policemen that are good to him, but most of the others are, are bad to him. And I'm so encouraged by this testimony. Mm -hmm. Guys, this is what you and I have to do. We can have to face it. No, but I mean, apart from that, even in our circumstances, not all of us is going yeah. to go to prison, but most of, most many times we are confronted with things in our lives and, and we, 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 we just go and, 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 and we implode. Oh, woe is me, the whole world is against me. Here's this guy, I mean, if there's really someone that needs, that has reason to implode, it is him. And he's turned everything around. So you and I have... Okay, you and I are in this amazing position to turn everything around. So the writing is on the wall. Cool. So today I want to speak about uh, the signs of you and me living a spiritual life. I, I'm convinced that we are going to be blessed. So I want someone to read 
First Samuel 11. That's a, it's, it's not a long chapter. But uh, I, want you to, I want to show you something. First Samuel 11. That's about this. There's uh, 15 verses. It is the story just after Saul has become king. It's actually an amazing, this, this chapter is actually a, quite an amazing chapter. So whoever has it can read, if you would be so kind to read it for us. 1 Samuel 11 from verse 1. You have it? Yes, you can go. You can read, yeah. Then Nahas. Nahas. The Ammonian. This is the Jewish Bible. I should have put the other one, but this is the Jewish Bible, so the names are all. Oh, it doesn't matter. The the message is the same. Came up and set up camp to fight Yahvesh Yahweh. All the men of Yahvesh said to nature, If you will make a treaty with us, we will be your subjects. Nature, the Ammoni replied, I'll do it on this condition, that all your right eyes be gouged out, and thus bring disgrace on all of Israel. The leaders of Yahvesh answered him, Give us seven days grace to send messengers throughout Israel's territory. Then, if no one will rescue us, we will surrender to you. The messengers came to Gibeah, where Saul lived, and said these words in the hearing of the people. And all the people cried out and wept. As this was going on, Saul came, following the oxen out of the field. Saul asked, What's wrong with the people to make them cry like that? They told him what the men from Yavesh had said. The Spirit of God fell on Saul when he heard this, this blazing furiously with anger. He seized a pair of oxen and cut them in pieces. Then he sent them throughout the territory of Israel with the messenger saying, anyone who doesn't come and follow Saul and Samuel, this is what will be done to his oxen. The fear of Adonai fell on the people and they came out with united hearts. He rebuked them in Bezek. There were 300,000 from the people of Israel. The men of Judah numbered 30,000. To the messengers that had come, they said, Tell the men of Yavash Gilead, Tomorrow, by the time the sun is hot, you will have been rescued. The messengers returned and told the men of Yavash. They were overjoyed. Then the men of Yavesh said to, to nature, Tomorrow we will surrender to you, and you can do with us whatever you like. The next day Saul divided the people into three companies. Then they entered the camp of the Ammoni during the morning watch. 
and kept attacking until the heat of the day, until those who remained were so scattered that no two of them were left together. The people said to Samuel, Who are the men who said, Is Saul to rule over us? Hand them over to us, so we can put them to death. But Saul said, No one will be put to death today, because today Adonai has rescued Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let's go to Gilgal and inaugurate the kingship there. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there in Gilgal, before Adonai, they made Saul king. They presented sacrifices as peace offerings before Adonai there. And there Saul and, his, and the people of Israel celebrated with great joy. Ooh. I think it's a very interesting piece of, I mean, this chapter. Just after Saul was, was anointed by Samuel as king, and then he got this, this message. This chapter is probably the best chapter in, in the whole life of, of Saul. After this chapter, his, his wheels came off. It's just a pity. I, I always thought, or well, many times I thought, Yo, Saul was giving a hard deal. Because uh, he messed up once or twice and then his kingship. But the more we read about Saul, the more I realize that this guy had so many opportunities to become one of the greatest kings in Israel. And I mean, this was one of, the, of those opportunities. Now, just look at it. He got this, this message where the, this, uh, this Ammonite said to the people of Jabez Gilead, Okay, listen, uh, I will make a covenant with you provided... I, I, I take out your, your, your right eye to make you a, a disgrace in Israel. So to, just to show the world, oh, man, your God is nothing. You can imagine if, if the devil come and steal our vision, our vision, what has happened. And then the people were weeping and all those, and, and, then, and then Saul came to hear about this and then they made this... Uh, it said the spirit of God came upon Saul and he became exceptionally furious. And then, and then he made this profound statement and I think, wow, if he just continue. And, uh, so he took a yoke of oxen and he, and he cut them up and he sent it throughout Israel and then he said, whoever uh, does not go out with Saul and Samuel to the battle, it shall be done with him. Isn't it amazing? I mean, he started off with God. Whoever doesn't go out with Saul and Samuel. And then, the, and then we read further the story of Amalek. He, he again approached Samuel, but then he did, and then he did his, his thing. And from there or after, he did his own thing without, without God. So the, the first thing is, uh, there, there are seven signs of a person that is living a spiritual life and I think if we can grasp this thing guys wow let me rather say let, let's make this our default mode and as I was preparing for this I just sense that God is speaking to me as well 
obviously, uh, there are a couple of these things that I had to get sorted out in my life. The first thing is that we see that, that the rest of the people were, have imploded, but Samuel, or not Samuel, Saul, decided this, this is not going to happen. So the first thing is that when you are spiritful is that you will attack the enemy instead of agreeing with the enemy. In other words, you and I will not justify or tolerate sin in our life. You see what happened here? These, these Ammonites came to them and said, Okay, listen, we are going to take you over, so give your right eye to us. People said, Okay, just give us a couple of days and then we will decide. So the first thing is, you and I will immediately, you and I will daily attack the enemy in our life. We will not go and compromise on, on sin or even agree with the enemy in every area. The moment that you and I compromise or agree with, with the devil on, in areas on our lives, immediately we will be defeated. Cool. You know, amazing, he says, when Saul was spiritful, he goes and he fights the enemy. Now, then we, we see the story of, of, of Goliath. Now the amazing thing, by that time, Saul wasn't walking with God anymore. That is why when Goliath came, all of a sudden Goliath was in a position to give his terms of battle. You guys remember the story of, of Goliath? He said, to the, he said to Israel, okay, 40 days, can you imagine 40 days standing on the mountain and shouting to the, to the, to the people of Israel? Send one of your guys to me. If there's any of your people come and, and fight me. The moment that you and I are not walking with the Holy Spirit, the moment that we come to a place where we are not spiritful, the devil is going to be the one who's going to determine the battlefield. The moment that you and I are venturing on his terms, you and I will be defeated. You and I will be absolutely sitting where Saul was sitting, incapable of doing anything. Okay. You see, when the anointing leaves Saul's life, Goliath set the rules and, and Saul followed them. Goliath, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, God doesn't call one man to fight the enemy. He always calls an army to fight the enemy. Guys, it applies for every single one of us. There are certain battles that you and I fight alone. But you, fight, you and I fight the battles because God has given us the ability to walk in victory. But he, but he says he's giving, God is using an army to fight the battle. Who's this army? It's we, you and, you and I. That is why we need one another. Okay. Uh, you see, the thing is, uh, Goliath always seeks to isolate people so that he can fight them alone. Mm. Guys, we've seen it how many times in, in our lives. The giants in our lives, whether it's, a, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, or whatever the case may be, whether it's finances, the purpose of, of this giant is to bring you and me or get you and me to a place where 
you and I are fighting alone. And then he will defeat us. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that we are not going to, to have troubles and challenges if we are walking in the Holy Spirit. I mean, it is inevitable. Jesus says that, that we will have challenges and fights and so on. He says that, and I think it, Paul says that, that all these things, these battles, God has, de- has determined these battles for you and me so that through many trials and tribulations we will enter the kingdom of God. Cool. Very important, guys. It is impossible to conquer something that you and I agree with. You hear what I'm saying? If you and I agree, if you and I believe in our heart, I'm good for nothing. Or God will not come through for me in this situation, whatever the case may be. There is no way that you and I will rise above the circumstance and conquer this thing. You and I will only be conquer the, the giants that we have victory over. If you and I don't have a victory over a certain giant in our lives, say, let, let's say for example, uh, I have a lack of faith. You can start off well, we all know that, oh God is going to come through for me in this situation. But two or three days down the line, if God doesn't come through because I don't have victory in this area, I will be, I will be defeated because I look at the, at the circumstances around me. I mean, we are, I'm, I'm preaching to the converted. No, we need it. Cool. You see, when the Holy Spirit came upon Saul, the fear of God came on the people. You hear what he says here? The fear of God came on the people. When the Holy Spirit left Saul, the fear of the people came upon Saul. What do I, what do I mean by that? I mean, here it says, uh, the fear of God came upon Saul and all the people, 330,000 people following now then we are just going two or three chapters later remember God told them Take, you, you must destroy everything about Amalek but they kept all the best and then Paul made the, not Paul, Saul made the statement but I feared the people you see the difference when the fear of God is well, the anointing of God is, is, uh, comes upon a, a person the fear of God will come on the people. People will see you have anointing and they will fear God. In other words, they will have reverence for God. But the moment that, that you and I, and, uh, the moment that the fear of, of the people come upon us, then we are, we are in a really in a, in, a, in a sorry state of affairs. Okay? Without the Holy Spirit, you and I will become a people pleaser. I think, guys, this is probably one of the most difficult things. Without the Holy Spirit, you and I will, 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 will implode when we have to make a standing for Jesus. That is why I was referring to this pastor. We'll put the, that article on it. I wonder how many of us, if, we, if it really comes to, comes to uh, if push comes to shove, how many of us is going to stand up? 
we must, we must decide now we are going to stand up and press into it. We must not wonder if we are or not. We say we are. In Jesus' okay. name, we are. That's for, for every circumstance. Number two, second sign that you and I are living a spirit-full life. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> you will be strong and authoritative and people will desire what you have. Do you know what I'm saying? You and I are filled with the Holy Spirit. First of all, you and I will be strong and we will have authority and people will look at you and people will desire to have what you and I have. Guys, I don't have to tell you, we, we've all seen this thing. I mean, I don't have to have a big position or whatever, but if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, people say, I desire what you have. I mean, if you look at, if you look at this pastor, read the, uh, that, that article, the prisoners came to him. Yeah. There's one where he was put in, 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 in a place where a place where there's some of those mental patients those people came to him and asked him for prayer hmm. you know there's some there's a, there's a couple in our church uh, Graham and Daphne Smith they will, they will sit and, and, and chat I can't remember when last I've seen some whenever those two people are in the room people don't get bored they speak like you and they speak like us. But the presence of God, these guys that are with us, you will, you will see. They will, they will testify. You are drinking every single word what they are telling you. You sense, and I thought, oh my word, I wish I could just have a little bit of what is, what is on you. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will love people who hurt you, people who betray you, and people do, who are doing all kinds of bad stuff to you because you and I are sold out to Jesus. I, I, don't, I think that's probably one of the most difficult ones that, that, that there is. You and I are filled with the Holy Spirit. We will love people who does bad to us. People who are our, we see to be our enemies. And that is how we are going to, to draw people. You know, I've said to you guys in, in uh, I think it was 2005, 2006, when Melania and myself was part of, of uh, Open Doors, that, that ministry that, that uh, assisted the persecuted church. And, I, and I'm still mesmerized by the testimonies of of those people, of Voice of the Martyrs and the people in, in, in China, the pastors in China are, are put in solitary confinement. I mean, those cells are never being cleaned. There's nobody who's cleaned those cells. So the person that, that was there for five or ten years in that small, in that cell, whatever, their daily, on their, their natural things, they've done it in that small, in that cell. Some of them have even died in that cell. Now, can you imagine the stench in that? I mean, just going to some of these public toilets, you can't even breathe. I mean, you can't even breathe. These people are staying there. What they then do is that they ask the prison <coughs> wardens 
whether they can clean those cells. <coughs> I've been given a bucket of soap and water and a brush and they go into every cell and they clean that, that place. And even their, even their persecutors at the end of the day say, okay, but what does these people have? I like to see these people. They never get angry. They are never down and out. You see, you and I filled with the Holy Spirit, that is what happened. We will start loving those people. And Daryl, that irritate the living daylights out of me, I'm just putting your leg in. I mean, it. cool. Guys, I think that, is need to be, that, that needs to be our, our desire. Not, I'm not saying that if you don't love people that you don't have that. I still think that there's a whole way, a long way for you and me to, to grow. There's still much growing to happen in, in you and me. Okay. Number three, spiritful people serve people. They are not, they are not pleasing people. Mm. That's a lack of one to die to yourself, to serve people. Cool. When you seek to please people, you don't love them. It is a sign of insecurity and self-centeredness because you will use people to build and fix your insecurity. When I read that, I thought, oh my word, enough, that is so. The definition of to serve somebody is to become their servant. That's why people today are not interested. You go into shopping for them to serve them. It doesn't want to become their servant. It become their servant if you're serving them. You see, off the cuff, we think many times, but how do I serve people? The thing is, I think if we ask Holy Spirit, teach me to serve people. Yeah. We are really serious about that. Yeah. You really want to be a servant. That is why Jesus says he who wants to become great in the kingdom of God has to be the servant of other people. Yeah. That ministry and the church of service, you know, like serving tea, and can't stand I no, no, you're no, not the I only one. Do something else. <laughs> no, you see that. It... I agree with you. But, uh, you know, I mean, some people love it. I think I was talking to a mother one day, and like, I'm so glad you like serving all of this and collecting all the stuff because I really don't like it. She said, What do you mean? I love it. It's just different. It's like a gift, yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, how do you yeah, serve if you're not in service? Yeah, we must all do it. I think we serve in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing, the point I would like to make is we need to become excellent in what Jesus is asking us to do. <coughs> yeah. He says we must become a servant. That, that it means that, yes, I know that we are doing it all in our ways, but I think let it be our challenge. God, how teach me how to serve other people. Mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. another thing today also. Is that, sorry, I know you're quick, but it's like I say I'm told not to honor you, but I think you're a big. I don't like you, 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 so wrong. It doesn't matter. I'm so under you, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting points from God. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. I'm as under you, and God's looking at me and thinking, cool. It's not like, hey, but taste of this, and taste of that. That's what doesn't do with the past cheese. I'm going to honor you, and then God says, I'm under you. He said, you're serving the same thing, yeah. There's no such thing as like or dislike. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's, uh, Can I just, did you turn up the recording? No, no. Uh, okay. Is your uh, 
No, I know that. Okay. Well, you're a serving family, so you're not. If you are not. When we were at church in Hamilton, we had all the patrons in the church community. We did the Prince Pass for Christmas and all the time. I was. It was okay. It was the first time. They gave us an apron each. An apron? An apron. But it was the top of safe to serve. <laughs> and Saturday last week, we had a wedding to do, and we wanted to be, I had my wedding on, and the lady turned around and said to me, where do I get my life that? No. I want that paper, but we don't have it. It's mine. So I was giving it to me for a reason. That's and what I'm not supposed to do, you know, you told me to go to the wedding, and nobody says grace, Nobody says anything, they all say, right, food's ready, go get on, before you get stuck in it. This wedding on that Sunday, last week, please die your head, your willingness to be our same place before you can touch the world. And you know what the atmosphere was totally different. Mm -hmm. It was so nice to be in that type of atmosphere all afternoon. Where everybody was from the churches. On the same page. Yeah. All on the same page. And there was no nonsense, no disrespect for anybody. It was lovely. Very good. So if you are filled, if you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit, you and I, uh, let me write, if you, are, I, if you and I are not filled with the Holy Spirit, that is why Paul is saying, be filled with the Spirit continually. So if you and I are not filled with the Spirit, we will be imprisoned by other people's opinion about us. Yeah. I will be more concerned about what other people think of me. Okay. Number four. When you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit, you and I will fight alongside authority instead of always being frustrated with the authority. Hey, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. Hey, I had to confess because I'm looking at this government. <laughs> How do I fight alongside them? By praying for them. Pray for them. Yeah, exactly. That's we don't have to really yeah. be ungodly yeah. things. God, God. And we, we choose God. God rather than ungodly laws. But on the, by the same time, you don't be true to yourself. No, no, I know that. But the thing is that, you see, we'll have to. Fight alongside them. I mean, let's go to the church environment. You see that uh, in the beginning Saul was with Samuel. Later there was constant frictions between them. Later he didn't even bother to go take Samuel with him. So in other words, whatever church we are, I know that people are, we are all making mistakes. You know the amazing thing is, nowhere in the Bible just Jesus says, be perfect as I am perfect. Yeah. No. He says, be holy as I am holy. Yeah. Holiness doesn't mean I'm not sinning. Holiness being I'm separated unto God. You see the thing is, and, 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 and we are sitting in a church and we are not happy with the church and, and, as, and, and, and we are criticizing. The thing is, we need to, instead of criticizing, we need to fight with this authority that God has given us. And if you are not happy in a church or whatever, 
Don't just pack up your stuff and go. Wait for God to tell you to go. Because the way you uh, exit is the way you enter. Yes. And God also wants us not to grumble. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, by meaning grumble in the sense that, that you are, I mean, you are walking around with a white bread freshly baked under your, under your armpit on this side and a cup of tea in the other end and you are complaining because I don't, I don't own a Wi-Fi or something. You see what I, that is what always ungrateful for what, for what I have. That often is often God shows you that, maybe that's your duty to go and offer to that church. If you don't like it, you offer it, you go pick it up, like you go clean the toilets or you go, it's just the plain your ministry. I don't know, I've heard that there's one pastor that started off by cleaning the toilets in there and he worked himself up into the ranks of Okay, now let's let's forget about the toilets. <laughs> if you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will honor authority, even if authority is not honorable, the thing that you were talking about. Honor authority, even if the authority is not honorable. If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you will always have a problem with authority figures. Guys, there's a very, very fine line here. We, we need to judge what is right and wrong. But the thing is that whatever we... we, we, we I'll say, for example, we see someone on, on YouTube. We don't agree with the way that he or she is doing the thing. But this person is still in authority. Even Jesus himself have, have honored Pontius Pilate. Yeah. He yeah. said to him, if it wasn't the authority that you have was given to you. He didn't slander him or whatever the case may be. We have to honor authority because God is requiring us to, to honor authority. Okay? You will always blame them and that is, ah, they are controlling, they are manipulating, they are religious and so on. The rea in reality, they, they could be, the, uh, it could be because there is an absence of the presence of God in your life. When I heard that, I thought, oh my word, I'm criticizing and I'm dishonoring authority because there's a presence or there's an absence of the presence of God in my life on that area. You see, there's a difference between criticizing just the crit moaning and groaning about it and saying, I see there's something wrong and I'm going to pray against that thing. And pray for the people's hearts to be open to the Godly thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we have to agree with everything, but we have to pray into it. True. Also, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, now many of us doesn't have parents anymore, so uh, there's no youngsters, youngsters yet. We are all young in Jesus, though. Yeah. <laughs> if you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You will honor your parents. Even if your mother or your father is not honorable. Jimmy, very true, ne? Always honor our parents. Doesn't say, for those of us who have parents and, 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 and they are difficult, doesn't say that, you see, let me rather say Bruce Wilkinson make the statement. He said that eventually, 
when, when you are young, you are children in your parents' house and they are there to guide you. When you become old, you become children in your parents' house and then you have to submit under their rules because they know what is better for you. True? Cool. Oh, and if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you and I will, res- will take responsibility for our actions in life. And we will stop blaming the world and everybody else. Oh, my word. Isn't that... <laughs> and then number seven, if you and I are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will die to our rights and our ego. So, uh, mm. guys, I like this one. I think that's probably one of the most difficult that there is, and that is to die. None of us would like to die. But if you and I are really serious, we ask God to, to help us to die to our ego and our and ourself, honestly, it will happen. Yeah, God will start it slowly. No, that's okay. You want to say? No, we absolutely have to do it because otherwise we've still got pride. And yeah. the, the word says God cannot even look at us if we keep pride. We've got to stand on that thing and get rid of it. So, so uh, guys, that's that's a.